Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR 855am, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au. My name is Susie and from the Brainwaves team today we have Kaylin. This week um, we will be talking to Rebecca. Uh, Rebecca is one of our long-standing Brainwaves team members. Back in August, Rebecca talked to us about her recovery from ankle surgery and how this impacted her mental health. And if you're interested, the podcast is still on um, the site. Today, Rebecca will be talking to us about her journey with chronic pain, the emotional and mental impact it has had and how her life has changed since the injury. Just a warning for listeners that today's show may include some discussion surrounding suicide. If you find anything about today's episode distressing, you can contact the Wellways helpline on 1300 111500 or Lifeline on 131114. Welcome, Rebecca. So it's been a while since uh, you first chatted with us about your history and for those that may not have listened to the show from August last year, could you just tell us a little bit about your story and how you came to experience chronic pain? Yeah, so basically back in September 2017, I rolled my ankle at work. Uh, It was really strange because I I think it was a Sunday actually – uh, I was just heading into my locker room to like get my stuff because I was literally supposed to work two minutes before um, and pretty much I rolled it and I couldn't really walk. I couldn't really sit mm. at, or anything um, and it was just super weird. So I couldn't walk down the stairs. So oh, there was this whole I- whole ordeal with like, oh, office chair and rolling all the way oh, down no. <laughs> to like the loading dock where yeah. like we get deliveries. It's like a makeshift wheelchair basically. Yeah. Because yeah, I work at a supermarket. Yeah. And basically from that I went to the doctors and it was a Sunday. Thankfully my co-worker gave me a lift there. Went there and he was like it's just a sprain. Nothing much. Like if it's still sore go to your regular GP. Yeah. Like in a few days. And it was still sore. I could barely walk. I could barely leave the house. Mm. So I booked an appointment to see my GP. And basically she sent me off for an x-ray, got an x-ray and found out that I had a floating bone fragment in my ankle that... That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. But it was apparently old and it wasn't... Oh, wow. So another injury from before. Wow. Okay. Um, And then from that... I was put in a moon boot. I went to work in a moon boot because I, like, 
I needed the money because yeah. like a student living on my own, no, not really enough financial support from anyone else. Mm-hmm. And it was a month later when I thought I healed and we took the moon boot off. I re-injured it oh, no. after an eight-hour shift the day before. And, like, I was on my way to work and my ankle just completely collapsed. Mm. And from there, like, I haven't gone a day without being in pain, yeah. which is... That's a long time. Yeah, it's it's been forever and yeah. it feels like forever. And then from that process, because it was work cover, I'd had to go through, like, appeals and, like, claims and that mm. to see whether I'd be eligible for it. And thankfully it got approved and the surgeon was like to me, you're going to need surgery because your ankle is super unstable. Mm. So from that, had to go find a surgeon, which thankfully I did. And he was absolutely amazing. Started physio. And then March last year, I got an ankle, a lateral ligament ankle reconstruction. Wow. And an ankle arthroscopy, which took out that bone fragment, which they said on the x-ray was supposed to be like one millimeter, like Mm -hmm. tiny, took it out. It basically the size of like an almond, even bigger. Mm. So, yeah. And basically from that, from where I rolled my ankle, obviously the the bone fragment like pushed up against one of the ligaments and that's mm-hmm. what was causing mm. the pain. Mm. And my surgeon basically told me going into it mm. that he couldn't promise to take away the pain. Mm. And I knew that and I understood the risks. Yeah. But at the same time... It still doesn't take away from what you're going through. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I've got a stable ankle now, yeah. which is amazing. Like my ankle feels stronger than it has before. Mm. But I'm left with that chronic pain and yeah. that's... And that's a huge disappointment, I guess, after going through all that struggle as well yeah. and to come out the other side of it. And ligaments as well um, are often slow to heal because they've got a, a small blood supply. Yeah. So it's... Well, they actually had to, like, anchor my ligaments to one of my Ooh. bones just to make it all stable because my ankle is severely unstable. <laughs> like, I remember sitting at the surgeon's office and he was moving my ankle back and forth back and forth and then doing it to my other leg he's like yeah your ankle's super unstable we need to fix this otherwise you're you're going to roll it again Mm. and it's going to be worse because you could break it or even do something more serious Mm. so there was like really no option like I had to have the surgery yeah but yeah I was definitely lucky that it was under work cover so financially I was okay mm-hmm. um I went through the private system mm-hmm. my surgeon was amazing my specialists have been amazing but it's still like I can't remember what it's like to not be in pain mm. which is pretty crappy so and as you sat there right now you're, you're in pain yeah literally mm-hmm. like I think the only time I'm not in pain is when I'm sleeping mm. yeah. and you're just in pain but you just can't feel it because you're asleep That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I guess, like, if we look at timelines, you said September. When September was, 2017. 2017. And when was your operation? Uh, March. March. 23rd. So nearly a, a year nearly, now. Yeah, nearly a year. So yeah. I guess with that um, year in between, how do you think um, 
I guess it's all changed since like the last time we were on in August to to now what's 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 changed in the way of I guess your journey with chronic pain yeah so I've definitely I can't I don't think I saw a pain specialist at that time Mm -hmm. when I was talking about my experience I think I was only a couple of months out from like the operation and that was I know that was still really bad Mm. I think it was like one of the first shows I did back Mm -hmm. I think uh but yeah it was just from now like definitely doing a lot more than I've done in so long like I'm pretty much full up with work now because Obviously, when you do a work injury, you're on a return to work plan. Yeah. So slowly progressing through that. Um, my physio is nearly over. I've got one last session this week and then I've got to do the rest on my own. Um, How does that feel? Is that scary? or? It is. But at the same time, it's it's a little bit of an improvement because I know, okay, I, like, I couldn't go like a week without physio. Mm. Like last year so that sense of achievement you feel like you're getting somewhere yeah Yeah. and my physio has been really amazing he's like helped my ankle so much and I know he tells me every day because for me I I still feel sick I Mm. don't know when I'll ever be better but to him like he like he tells me all the like improvements he sees with like my balance with my walking with me being able to do the exercises. Mm. So it's really hard for me because I'm still afraid. Like, I'm still scared to yeah. do anything. Like, on my way here today, I nearly rolled my ankle again. Oh, and no. I was like, but thankfully, my because my ankle is fixed, yeah. like, it just corrects itself. And I've had that physio that it now corrects itself if... Well, I'm it, glad you didn't roll your ankle on the no, way. No, I this definitely don't whole want to. Episode, no, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it's good too, like you, this physio is giving an objective opinion yeah. um, and based on his experience of you, where sometimes you get so immersed in things that you can't see the improvements and so on. Definitely. Particularly when you're in chronic pain. So Yeah, yeah he's so, been like amazing, yeah. like... Thankfully, he's he's let me, like, cry multiple times. Mm, but yeah. he's definitely been, like, really important part of mm. just, like, my whole injury and, like, my treatment and recovery. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be sad to say goodbye, but also, like, he'll, he'll still be there if something goes wrong. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, from what you're just saying now, that it, it has taken its toll on you, I guess, emotionally and mentally. Yeah. So how would you say that you've been impacted in that way? Pretty much everything, like from, from, I think I spoke about it last time I was on, it really affected like my relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. I feel it more so now. Um, and that's mostly just because it's, I feel like I've developed this like paranoia um, because I think as soon as, I think maybe it was like, maybe it was August, it was September and it's been so long, like I had the surgery, like I should be better. There's this Mm. expectation that I'm completely fine. Mm. I got like a lot of messages from people who were like, like upset with me because I couldn't do something Mm. or that I've just heard like around that they don't think I'm being serious with my injury. And for me, that's set into like a paranoia now where it's like, if I don't, look sick or if I'm not acting this way then 
like I'm completely fine like nothing's wrong with me Mm. And I feel like that's really affected, like, my relationships with people Mm. and how I interact with people. Like, I feel like now I'm more emotionally closed off because, like, I'm scared because also through this whole journey I've lost so many people Mm. and it's very lonely. I'm going to cry. Yeah, so you you feel very misunderstood and... Yeah, Yeah, because it's... It's not something you can see. No. So, like, how are you supposed to know that something's wrong with people? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, before this, like, I think I was really ignorant when it came to chronic pain because I've had people in my life who've had who have it. And, like, I never really understood what it was like. I kind of had that ignorance about it. Like, mm. oh, like, I don't... I don't understand how that fi- how it feels, so mm. I can't really like even though I can empathize, mm. like I can't really do much mm. about it. And then as soon as like it it happened to me, like it just changed everything. Mm. And yeah, your whole life has changed. Yeah, your because because mm. now I have to think like a week in advance. I can't go to the movies without mm. like thinking, okay. What have I got to do this day? Mm. When will I have time? How will my ankle feel afterwards? Like I literally have to plan days in advance and weeks in advance to make sure that I'm physically able. And even though now that like I'm progressing slowly but getting better, I'm still scared to push my limits Mm, like with everything. And you're probably still comparing yourself to the way you were before your ankle. Yeah, and it's frustrating because it's like... I look back on how my life was like before the injury mm. and that can be also really depressing. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. before the injury, I was going to the gym, I was yeah. happy and now like you get kind of stuck in this state of mind that things won't get better Yeah, and things are tough and it is, like especially when you feel like people don't believe you or... They're just tired of you because, like, they can't handle, like, that you're in pain or you're emotional, you're too upset or you're thinking, overthinking things. Mm. And I think that's what people don't understand Mm. is because, like, I've had depression before this. Like, I've had all these problems in my life before. Mm. And this injury, like, actually kind of made it worse. And it got to the stage where people were... Like, everything was just overwhelming. Um, And it literally has got to the stage where some days it's so hard to wake up and get out of bed. Um, I think it was last year. Um, So about, like, say, nine years ago now, I, like, self-harmed for, like, so many years. And then I think last year in July, just after like a massive breakup with a friend, mm. like I ended up relapsing yeah. with self-harm and it just kind of like took me down this whole like wagon of this bad thing, this bad thing. Yeah. Like every that everything that has happened since my injury has been bad and there hasn't really been anything positive. And it's at times it's hard because it's like I 
I feel like everything happens for a reason and that we go through the stuff we do. Such an amazing outlook to have after everything that you've been through. Like there's just such strength and resilience there. I mean, it sounds like you're carrying not just your own stuff, but you're also worrying about how everyone else is feeling and how you're impacting them and what's happening for them. Yeah, because I know it's draining and it's like it's tough, like especially with the whole thing is because like – I am a strong believer that everything happens for a reason. But when things get super bad for me, the last thing I want to do is is like be here. And that's mm. and that's the thing like I've really struggled with is especially like suicide. It's like the thoughts of like I can't do this anymore. Mm. And then it's like as soon as you say that, like you 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 don't want to continue. People are instantly like Oh, you should be grateful. Like, there's people have it worse than you in that, oh, but it doesn't worst. make that anything doesn't better. You. No, no, no. But for me, and I think the thing that keeps me from going on is like, I love proving people wrong. And for years, <laughs> for years, like when I was, when I was 16, like a nurse told me if I continued on the path I was, I wouldn't make it to my 21st birthday. And guess what I did? Mm. I'm nearly 23. Mm. Like, I love proving people wrong. So you're just going to stick it to everyone and that's what's going to keep you here. Well, that's good. I'm glad. (laughs) And you're very resilient. That's been my observation. And the listeners probably don't know that you're also a student and you're a high achiever. Um, So, yeah, yeah, very admirable. And it's really courageous of you to tell your story. Thank and you. I think people probably, if you'd broken your back, as a friend of mine did, you might have got more sympathy. Absolutely. But, but people don't understand that even a small part of your body can cause immense pain, change, you know, that pain can change your life forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it so has an like, ankle, an ankle, you know, but your whole and you life don't has been impacted. It. Like, you don't realise how much you need your ankle yeah. until you do something yes, to it. Yeah. And I know it's like even though I have really bad days like I just have to like keep reminding myself that like everything happens for a reason and I feel like the stuff that I'm going through like is happening to me for a reason and it Mm. will only like make me stronger Mm. and it'll make me like a better person Mm. even though it's bloody miserable yeah and in the end too as you said about your relationships there's still some people that are there for you and they're your true friends, you know? Yeah, and um, I think that's some been people, hard. It reflects on them, right. not you. That's right, yeah. exactly. Um, so some people will stick with you through the tough times and they're the ones to value mm. and forget about the others. Yeah, and I think that's especially been hard with the whole injury because it's, I know I've, like I've definitely lost a lot of people through this whole experience. And even now, like... It's kind of I have to keep my own counsel because, like, people are going to let me down. People are going to disappoint me no matter what what happens, what I do. Like, I don't think I've found the right people in my life at the moment. Mm. I think the people that I did have in my life when I did the injury and when I was at hospital weren't necessarily necessarily the most positive mm. thing for me and for my recovery. Mm. And I think... I don't know, I feel like I've kind of filtered out all the crap yeah. since doing the injury because it's now I don't have a tolerance. I'm, like, I'm not <laughs> patient, like, with people who mess me around. It's like, I, like I've got enough problems with my ankle. I don't, like, I don't need to deal with this. Mm. But it's, 
like everything Mm. there's been such a positive change within like the last few months of my life that's great which has made things better like so I know even though things get bloody crappy at times I know that they're getting better and it may take me some time it may take me a year it may take me five years to get better but I know there's hope or yeah there's hope hope. and I, I just was saying to a friend of mine recently that recovery doesn't always go in a straight line upwards you you know you'll have setbacks but you've just got to that's keep right. pushing and keep fighting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I guess um, the other question, I guess, leads right onto that now is, you know, we we have our friends and everything that are supporting us, but are there what sort of professional supports do you have in place? Because I imagine you would need a few, yeah. um, you know, with the physical side and also with the emotional side of it as well. Yeah, so, so it, um, at the moment I've got my GP, which mm-hmm. she's amazing. She's literally the best GP I've ever had in my life Mm -hmm. no offense to all the other GPs out there (laughs) um I've also got my physio which like that's ending but my physiotherapist is always around Mm. and he's he doesn't work too far from where I live so and he's already said that if I have any problems I can come and see him it sounds like he's been good for you emotionally as well support Yeah, yeah definitely and then also my pain specialist who's like amazing I don't think I could have asked for a better pain specialist he's been really clear about my injury with me and he's nicknamed my condition uh Harry Potter scar syndrome which is always cool um but pretty much from that I've got thankfully now like my workplace has been super supportive like the managers have been just amazing with helping me Mm And telling me not to do too much. If I need a break, I can like I can take a break. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the moment, that's pretty much all there is. Like the only, yeah, the only other thing that I'm doing is my extracurricular activities <laughs> with like the radio here, and yeah. then this new internship I got, and then uni, and that's pretty much. So you're doing all this with chronic pain condition. Yep, pretty I'd much. Say the that's only, pretty amazing. The only day I've got off now is a bloody Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know how that it, how it will go. Yeah. But my duties at work are increasing, which is amazing because before I couldn't, could barely do three hours, but mm. now I think I'm up to nine hours. That's so fantastic. So yeah. yeah, it's slowly getting there. But and so do you feel like having, I guess, more responsibility and being able to do more things? it keeps you going like it keeps you feeling like oh yeah I'm you know you're going back to what you said about teaching everyone you can do this you know you're sticking it to them so a little bit I feel I know I still feel like I doubt myself Mm. a lot especially with like the ankle because it's like can I really do this can like can I can I get through this can I do all this stuff that I'm putting Mm. on my plate and as for right now I have no clue this is like the first week <laughs> that everything is kind of like this is will be the first week starting now yeah. from where I'll only have one day off. Mm. So I'm kind of interested to see how I go, but also from doing all this stuff, mm. it kind of make it's pushing my limits and it's also seeing, okay, if I can do this, then that's an amazing step from someone who like couldn't walk like a um, nearly like a month after surgery yeah because like I was told after like six weeks 
I could start walking again. I couldn't walk for like three days after when I was told I could walk Mm. again. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it's a bit of an incentive. Like I'm really passionate about getting back to where I was Mm. before, but I also know now that, and I've learned that I'm not going to be the same person that I was before. Like my condition has changed my life and it's changed you. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe there will be a day in the future where I won't be in pain. Mm. I don't know, but at the moment it's kind of taking it day by day because that's Mm. really the only thing I can do. And also learning to love the new you as well. Like that's really hard and, you know, and and I can hear little bits of that in you. So that's, that's really good to see. Yeah, it's definitely been kind of, I know, I feel like emotionally and mentally, there's been like a huge shift, especially in like the last recent like weeks and mm-hmm. months is because before I just like let my depression and that consume me. But as I was like saying before, that now I've developed this coping mechanism where I will allow myself time, like 10 or 15 minutes to just cry, scream, do whatever, <laughs> not break plates, even though that's... <laughs> hey, that's on the cards at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I allow myself that time to, I don't know, grieve and just accept that, okay, I'm feeling these Mm. things and it's perfectly normal, like validating them because I feel like people, even now, they invalidate what I'm feeling. Um, And I think that's important for me to have that time because I'm a dweller as well, that I don't get stuck in this cycle of, no, I like hate myself. I can't do this anymore. Mm. Like things are just rough. Like I don't, I don't know what to do. So I let all those negative thoughts out, cry, do whatever I need to. Mm. And then within that time, as soon as I've got that designated time out of the way, I can then focus, okay, what, what have I done in like the last year that has defied every like everyone's expectations like what have I done that's made me happy or what has made me feel good and I refocus on those things and Mm. that's surprisingly been really good yeah no that's fantastic Mm. it's like you're self-regulating emotions as I've said before but you're also you're not looking for validation externally like that's so many people who just normal walks of life without chronic pain need to learn that skill and it's something that you've developed which is great but um I guess We've we've talked a little bit about, you know, what things have been like for you. Just quickly before we wrap up, um, uh, what sort of pain treatments are you currently receiving and, and how do you feel they are as effective? Yeah, so at the moment I'm, I'm waiting for – I go back for a review next week mm-hmm. to see my pain specialist. So I've been undertaking this thing called PENS, which is percutaneous – electrical nerve stimulation Mm -hmm. which basically it's a low voltage current like electrical current that's delivered through like a needle that Mm -hmm. goes into the skin like near the nerve and it sends like that low voltage um stimulation to the ankle and kind of makes the nerve think it's not in pain if if like it tricks it yeah um and I've only had three sessions and the first session was amazing like I didn't like my pain reduced like 80 percent and then the second treatment kind of added a little bit more and then the third (laughs) treatment also kind of worked 
But now I'm slowly starting to feel that again. Yeah. So I go back for a view next week, I believe. Mm -hmm. And that's when it'll be decided whether we stick with it or we try something else. But Mm -hmm. at the moment, the pens has really worked for me. um, And I'm hoping that I'll be able to have more sessions because I feel like if I have them, Mm -hmm. potentially I will probably get rid of the pain for the rest of my life that's and fantastic. that's what I want yeah, like that's I what, want to be and back that's to what normal. we want for you as well yeah. or just you know not not so much pain um so I guess lastly what what is some advice you'd give others who might be in your situation just quickly um I think definitely to reach out and get help from like professional like mental health professional mm-hmm. like whoever the most important thing is like if a doctor doesn't believe you try again because it's real and people need to know and it's okay not to be okay and it's important to get help okay look Rebecca thank you ever so much for coming on the show today and sharing that lived experience um, with our listeners and I'm sure it will be of value to anyone in similar circumstances to you just a reminder for our listeners if you found anything about today's episode distressing you can contact the Wellways helpline on 1300 111500 or Lifeline on 13 11 14. That's all for today's show, but you can find more of our shows at our website, brainwaves.org.au, or on the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au, or on iTunes. Feel free to send us feedback, we love it, or suggestions for shows via email at brainwaves at wellways.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday at 5 for another episode of Brainwaves. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.